Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carskatton here, Christian Center Shreveport here in Louisiana, United States of America. So glad you're with us today. We're coming up to the Feast of Purim, which will be Sunday. So we're going to lay some foundations because I really believe the Lord is speaking that we are in the days of Esther now more than ever. So we must prepare our hearts. All right, let's listen song about the story of Esther and the preparation of her to become queen. There was a time to be quiet and be hidden, but then there was a time to speak up. And we're going to talk about where we are in that timeline this week. So welcome. It's Tuesday. It is February 28th. We have made it through this month, 2023. We've made it. We've been given major warnings about this month and it has been chaotic, to say the least, and I'm just so thankful it's going behind us and we can move forward. Uh, I want to focus on the good things that happened this month, but there was some real negative things, and the world's gone mad always. We always say that. Yeah, I think every generation feels like it's worse than it was before, and that's because it is, as far as the demonic and what the enemy's doing. But also, we must say that the increase of his government is greater than it's ever been before. We have at our disposal more anointing, more power, more knowledge, more wisdom. Everything that has been laid before us by our forefathers, by our patriarchs, have built a place for us to go higher. If you study the seven churches or the four living creatures, which we have done before, it's an accumulation. It's a moving forward. And as you move forward, there's things added. If we look at the first church of Ephesus, you know, the overcomer gets to go into paradise. That's the outer skirts of heaven. And then you go seven churches forward. The last church is invited to sit at the hand of the Lord, the greatest place you can sit in all of eternity. So progressive. And for us, because we believe without a doubt, we are in the age of Laodicea church age, if you want to look at it that way, and we have the greatest opportunity, but we also have the greatest accumulation of wisdom, authority, revelation of all mankind. The Hebrews tell us that they long to be in this day, the patriarchs did, because they, they understand now that how privileged we are. We take it for granted. All the knowledge and wisdom we have, we feel inadequate, but understand this, we have more than almost all past generations. Well, also the Antichrist spirit, which started this time of Christ in the first in Church of Ephesus, it goes to the point of Laodicea where there's no accommodations for the church. They're not given any credit for doing good at that time. 
You, they think they're rich and in need of nothing, but the Lord said, you're wretched, you're poor, you're blind, you're naked. And that accumulates as well. So as we move forward in time, the spirit of Christ is advancing, but also the spirit of Antichrist is advancing. So this story of Esther, or the Feast of Purim, which is the celebration that they were victorious, is the, fe- the feast or the celebration we should be longing for in this season. And there's a preparation that we have to do and be a part of. It's one of the greatest stories in the Bible, questioned to be even canonized, because the word of the Lord is not in that book. Because there's many reasons why many believe, scholars believe, that because they had been in exile so long, God was absent from their lips, and they didn't speak of it as much, because why? Persecution. As we saw in Esther's story, she hid her identity as a Jewish person because it would affect everything she does. So it became a place where persecution was so deep and the the idolatry of the exile, the Babylonian exile, all that's going on there, uh, it is so dark, it's just safer to stay hidden, and that they did. But there comes a time that we can't hide from everything and we got to speak up. Now, as we spend a couple days here talking about this feast, and I know there's so many world events, I, I, I probably pause a little bit for these few days because I love to pause during feasts. I think they're very important. It is a picture, she is a picture of a bride. You know, the king is a picture of the Lord. I mean, symbolic, remember Old Testament is type and shadow. So a type and shadow, that's what it represents, but it is so now. <laughs> For us, because we are like Israel at that time, or the Jewish people that are in exile. We have been cast out of so many things in society because this movement of secularism, as well as Antichrist spirit, has moved upon us. And so now we're in this place. Let me start in Book of Revelation first. The seventh verse of the 19th chapter. I'm talking about the married supper of the Lamb, because I think that's where we're headed in this season. Let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Isn't that interesting? To be rejoiceful, I mean to rejoice and be glad and to give glory to God, comes not only because of the timing of the marriage supper, but also the rejoicing comes and the gladness comes because the bride has made herself ready. I've shared that dream multiple times. I'm not going to do it again. Where I, I felt I was trying to figure out when the Lord was coming, Rosh Hashanah, trumpet sound, and I'd, I'd study feasts for years and years. And I really felt that in a dream, I, the, the trump sound, and everybody was going to the marriage supper lamb, and I, I was so excited in the dream that I had figured out prophetically that at least that's when it's going to happen. We don't know what Rosh Hashanah, just knew. It was, and I was so excited. And I had my bridal attire on. It's totally different than what you think. And I'm running to the marriage supper of the Lamb, and I get there. There's angels guarding the door. And I looked down, and I had not fully prepared myself. I had some of my bridal outfit on, but not all of it. And I thought, oh, no. Here's what I said in the dream. I figured out when, but I didn't prepare. And the angels looked at me, and they smiled. They said, it's okay. This is just a dress rehearsal. (laughs) 
I was so thankful for the grace in that moment. And so I had time to go back and prepare my, my self to be ready. And that's the point here. The bride has made herself ready. Let me tell you what, being in a difficult place can be the key to be pre- being prepared to be this bride. It said it was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, and the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. So it's given to us to clothe ourselves in the fine linen, bright and clean. By what? Not just doing stuff, but the righteous acts of the saints, which is this what? It's his righteousness leading us to do great exploits in his name. And it says, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper lamb. These are the true words of God. And Esther ended up being invited to the marriage supper, if you want to say. And because of that, she was able to make a request of the king that he let her people go, that he take them out of bondage and give them liberty and give them back their inheritance and their their promise, their covenant promise that they were given by the Lord. See, this is what happens when a few people, a company sometimes, of people take this literally and say, I'm going to prepare myself to go into the King, the Lord, and intercede and stand in the gap on behalf of my nation, on behalf of my family, on behalf of my tribe, whatever you want to call yourself, and ask the Lord for mercy. Because Haman, the Antichrist spirit, has edicts for our destruction. And the fact is that these edicts are are true. Because in the story of Esther, he came to the king and said, hey, these people have different laws than we do. And they don't obey. Speaking especially of Mordecai, they don't obey our laws. They have their own laws. And that is absolutely true. In our biblical worldview, we function differently than the rest of the world. And we have different laws than they do. And matter of fact, if their laws contradict our laws, we are told by the Lord, by his word, that we will, in a sense, disobey the laws of the land in order to keep the laws of the Lord. So we are, in a sense, in rebellion, in a good rebellion, to the world, but in obedience to Christ. And so we are a threat to any cultural system, any structure, infrastructure that's trying to be built by the Antichrist spirit. We are the greatest threat. So that's why I think we are in the days of Noah. I mean, in the days of of Esther and Noah as well. We are that. Chuck Pierce had a word Sunday. We shared it on our live stream yesterday. But we, he said the earth is impregnated with fear right now and it's trying to shut down the body. And he looked at that camera, I remember, and he said, we will be victorious. And I think we have to have that heart. There's fear. Who, in this story of Esther, what greater fear could there have been? Annihilation of a people, a, an edict against them. And I want to say this to us all. I don't care what nation you're in, the enemy is trying to get edicts, laws, remember Satan liked to change laws, in order to mark us, because why? We are dangerous 
to them because if we walk in our authority and don't allow that authority be given to Satan, then we are victorious because he has no authority other than that which he has, he has taken from mankind because of their disobedience. That's why this story here about the righteous acts of the saints is important. And I'm preparing myself. So Esther had to go through a preparation time in this story. And I'll probably have to stop here in a little bit and we'll just pick up tomorrow. But in this story, you know the story very well. They're in exile. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had exiled them. And they're in this place, in a land, hiding their identity, basically, although everybody knew who they were. Uh, We see that through Haman. But they are hiding it because uh, if they can avoid persecution, they should. I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. And there's times that we stay low uh, when there's disaster coming. And she was. And they were. Anyway, so the time was coming where they had to speak up. And I believe this is where we are. We are in the days of Esther where the time is coming. We're going to have to speak up. But we are in a point of of preparation. You know, the story was uh, Queen Vashti wouldn't do what she was called to do. So the king looks for another another people or, or another brides or brides because he married multiple people, but in order to be obedient to their call. And I think that's a picture of the body of Christ. There are those that probably were chosen to do it and choose not to do it now. And God is looking for a people that will say, hey, I was born for this moment. I think the, the trial of COVID revealed your heart, all of our hearts. Were we willing to question the edicts? that the governments were telling us? Not to say we shouldn't have obeyed some of them, but were we even questioning them? Did we just bow immediately and say, we're going to do what you say. We trust you for what's best for our lives. No, we need to ask the Holy Spirit, what do I do? You know, uh, Jesus, when he prays for the leper, you know, the law says you don't do that. He had to make a choice here. Is God healing the leper right now? Am I going to go and break a, a law that could cause leprosy to come on me? Or am I going to go pray? And he went and prayed, right? Lepers healed. So Esther comes into this place where the story goes on. It's, is he, she gets pulled in because the, the king wants you know, to, to have a choice of people, of women, to be part of the bride. They're all brought in. And they have to go through a preparation. And I believe that's where we are. So I want you to listen today. I want to pray over you. I want to pray that God's peace be upon you today. And that God's grace be on you in this feast season. We are in the days of Esther. And God is asking us very soon to speak up and speak out in what the Lord is saying and what the Lord is doing. We have no other choice. Father, I pray for everybody listening today that they understand the hour we are in and that, Lord, they would be wise and realize we were born for a time such as this. Let us not negate our promises and our purposes in the earth. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen and amen. All right, come back tomorrow. We'll pick up right where we left off. Well, thanks for listening today, and I pray you will listen each and every day on this daily podcast. We're moving into March. I want to make sure you Recognize this coming Sunday, we'll have our Purim service. 
where we'll share the story of Purim and the story of Esther. So if you don't get to watch it live Sunday, watch the replay and learn the revelation, how important it is to save a nation. I think it's a critical time for this feast to be taught because our nations need to be returned to what God said we are called to be. So listen in. All right, come back tomorrow.